What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Dope as Usual podcast. I am Thomas. I am here with Marty O'Neill, Jurassic Hello. Graphics. This is the Dope as Usual podcast. We're here to talk about life, problems, drugs, accomplishments, and everything in between. Today, we have a very special guest. Aida Rodriguez, comedian. You may have seen her on I Saw the Young Turks uh-huh. show. Can you... Sorry, before we start, thank you for coming on the show. <laughs> thank you for having Appreciate me. Appreciate it. Um, actually, can you I... Want me to move this yeah, a here? little bit closer. Yeah? That's Perfect. Better? Okay, cool. Yes, I didn't want to mess mess that up. I watched I watched a lot of your stuff yesterday. Marty and I, I guess you could say we're politically illiterate. Okay. We have no idea what's going on. We ha- I've, I've been... I've been just funny. selling drugs my whole life, and then we started doing <laughs> content, and then I stopped. So that's pretty much where we're at. Baking soda? No, <laughs> no, no not, not that drugs. I'm not those I'm drugs. Joking. I know. So, <laughs> that's where I come from. Yeah. Where Where'd you grow up? I grew up in Miami, Florida. I grew up. Yeah, oh. I lived in New York, but I grew up in Miami. So Miami is where I was raised, and um, it's so funny because I grew up in like around drug culture. You know, like all drugs, not just you know weed and it's just so funny it doesn't i don't like flinch it's just like oh place to be this is life you know (laughs) what i mean like (laughs) so you grew up in miami's uh i'm assuming i've never actually met anybody that's grew up miami that saw the scarface era happen how was that so you know what's funny is maybe that time hmm, so it's weird because I'm Puerto Rican and Dominican, and my stepfather's Cuban, and, and we see uh, uh, Scarface, and we're like, yo, why is this Italian dude <laughs> pretending <laughs> to be Cuban? You know what I mean? It just didn't, yeah. it wasn't, it's, it, it, it was so funny because it was so fascinating to everybody else. And for us, you know, if you love Al Pacino, he's such a great actor, even with Carlito's way, like he, he didn't sound. I always thought that sound, was kind of funny. He didn't sound Puerto Rican at all. At all. And then you compare him to like John Leguizamo, <laughs> Benny Blanco from the Bronx, and you're like, killed it. they sound so, you know, so. and yeah. then Luis Guzman is right there, and you're like, what is going on? But, you know, we know now. Um, you know, it's funny because I, I was maybe a kid like when that stuff was happening and I was around it and it it was, man, I, I, I know people who like they had this big scandal. I know people that were connected to like the river cop scandal in Miami where all these cops got arrested. For selling drugs? Yeah. Oh, drug. I didn't know that. Yeah, big. So, and you know, it was just part of really interesting. So part of the, the cultural experience of Miami, like Miami drugs. Um, there was a connection with, you know, a come up for people of color that wasn't necessarily, you know, the best because it's selling drugs. But it was it was the the come up for some people who would probably never, ever see a better lifestyle, you know. Wow. See, um, I've never I mean, obviously, I'm from California. I grew up around nothing but Mexican people. Mm-hmm. It is not the same no. <laughs> at all. My friends are from New York and. Dominican, and he's like, no, Puerto Rican, different. He grew up in New York too, so he tells me the stories because all I have, all I know uh-huh. is what Mexican, a few white guys. <laughs> That's <laughs> I, what I grew up around. Yeah. So my culture, I'm very culturally just in a box over mm-hmm. here. Most but, of us are, though. Yeah, I've never. He he tells me about you know he's like Puerto Ricans are different because I always thought it was like the black dudes that speak Spanish, <laughs> right? Yeah. That's but, yeah. well, there well, are many. I never met a Mexican person until I moved until he moved here. Which is mind blowing. Uh, I didn't to me. even realize. What part of New York are you Buffalo. from? Oh, Buffalo, upstate. So yeah, no, it's interesting. Um, it's funny because I have to. I work to unpack all of that stuff because there are a lot of Mexicans in New York. Is uh, there? 
Yeah. Um, shit. Uh, what's his name? What's the little rainbow boy? Takashi is half oh, Mexican. Oh, he is Mexican. I Mexican forgot about and Puerto that. Rican. Okay. That's a, uh, that's a big example. You know, like, yeah. but there are, not, I mean, not that he's the poster child, but there are no. a lot of Mexicans now, especially all over the country, like in areas like Tennessee and Nashville. Um, really? He was yeah. there last week. That's why I asked. Yeah, no, yeah. there are. There, there are Mexicans everywhere. And um, it's interesting because the Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, and Cubans are Caribbean. So culturally, um, there's a connection with the Caribbean, which is, you know, that includes all of the countries in the Caribbean. They're island people, right? They eat, you know, they, they have a lot of co- things in common with people from like Jamaica and Trinidad in terms of diet and music and that kind of stuff. And then there's the the Latinidad, right? Because um, we were colonized by Spain and Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, and Cuba. But then there are parts of the Caribbean that were colonized by the Dutch and the British and uh, the you know uh, the French, which is whatever. So they're they're like it's so funny how we intersect, you know, because Mexicans and Puerto Ricans speak Spanish because they were all colonized by Spain. But then culturally, there's like uh, our indigenous people are, you know, the Tainos, the the Arawaks. And then Mexican people are like Mayan and Aztec and Inca. So it's just very fascinating for me to see how we intersect. Because no matter what all of those things may mean to white racist people, we just all Mexicans. They're That's like, one oh, big group. Look at the Mexicans that are eating fried bananas. Get back over the <laughs> fried bananas. The first time I had a fried banana, I go, are you fucking kidding me? And then I found out about other cultures and shit. Yeah. I grew up around, uh, do you know Merced by Fresno yeah. area? Yeah, I know where it is. It's just, you know, drugs and fields. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really grow up around anybody. Mm. So you just drop more knowledge on me than my history teacher or anybody. Ever That's has. so funny. Devoid of your own culture too. Like, because the thing is Mexico is so big and it's so cross-cultural there's so many cultural cultures within the mexican mm-hmm. di- diaspora and so a lot of people you know just assume that just because you're all mexican that you are all the same and even within when people say you know like, we're not a monolith a monolith mexicans are not a monolith puerto ricans are not a monolith like mexican there are mexicans from the mainland that look down at mexicans that grew up here like you oh. and they call you gringos oh. right Oh, we've talked. Chicanos. Me, I, I don't speak Spanish. My whole family speaks Spanish, but me. Mm-hmm. My mom and dad got separate. I used to speak when I was a kid, but mm-hmm. my mom wasn't going to. My mom doesn't speak Spanish, so mm-hmm. my whole family just talking at Christmas. I'm like, what the fuck are you guys saying? Mm-hmm. Someone teach me, and no one ever taught me. Yeah. So when I went to Mexico, I realized I, Mexicans are fucking racist. <laughs> all right? That's all I'm going to say. Some of these motherfuckers are racist mm-hmm. as hell. If you do not speak Spanish, they might as well just spit on you. And it's so really funny because that's not even your native language, right? Like that's not your native tongue. No, that I is mean, your, I was born here. But that's not their native language either. So for them to look down on you, it's the same thing as here. Like English is not the native language of the land. It, it's the indigenous people's mm-hmm. language, right? And so Mexico is no different. Neither is Puerto Rico. Like even though they scoff at you for not speaking that that's your colonizer's language. Your native languages are the languages of the indigenous people of Mexico. That's a native language. 
Not I haven't that. Had that take on it yet. Yeah, I, I haven't. I haven't at all. My grandpa was born in the jungle. No, and so yeah, it's straight up the fucking jungle. Of course, and those are the people that we look down on. But those are the glorious people of our past that have been able to hold on to our cultural stuff. That I agree with you a hundred percent. My grandpa has not let anything go since he was five years old. He is the same man since he was a child, and he brings everything with him. <laughs> it's just because that's not, that's how you got your culture lives on. Your family's culture, ex, cultural experience lives on is through folklore and telling us it's not in the history books. The yeah, history books is I like Mexicans, saw. Puerto Ricans, you know. Whereas within, the, you know, if you meet somebody from Chihuahua, that they're so different than someone that is from, you know, the, Mexico City. It's like, such a trip. You know what I'm saying? It's just like everybody has their own little. There's all these different cultural experiences within that. And for somebody to just paint it as of this. It's easier, know. I think. Mm-hmm. It's easier to go, oh, no, they're fucking Mexican. They're brown. What are you talking about? They speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's easier. I think I think a lot of people do it just because they don't know either. Of course. You I know, mean, who taught us that stuff? They didn't we learned all the basic shit. You know, everybody learned the same basic shit that is what they thought. I'm just thinking about who's documenting history now. Like, what are they going to say, you know? I think it's doing a better job. A hundred years from now. There's a lot more people, I feel, that want to get it right. Yeah, but the thing is that, like, it's everything is so polarized. So that, that Donald Trump will be an idiot in some history books. And then in some history books, he'll be a hero. <laughs> you know what true. I mean? Yeah, I mean, it depends on like what restaurant dip- you walk in right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> who's going to document history? Everything's so polarized. Everybody has a take. Everybody is, uh, you know... All they do is talk about how they see something and yeah. uh, what's the facts? Like, is Donald Trump an idiot or is he a hero? Like, it depends <sighs> on who you're asking. I mean, that guy's a moron, but in, the, in a funny way, because he's like a movie character. Like, really? Yeah. You ever seen Idiocracy? Of course, President Camacho. Thank you. Thank you. You've that's seen one of my it. favorite movies. Yes. Idiocracy. That's exactly what happened to us mm-hmm. a couple Reality years ago. Reality star became the president. Nobody's drinking water anymore. <laughs> Yeah. It's just drinking Gatorades and shit. I love that movie so much. Thank Me you. No too. one ever fucking sees that movie. I don't know. Um, so you grew up in Miami. Where? At what point did you live in New York? I lived in New York. Um, my mom moved to New York when I was a kid. Um, and my grandmother kidnapped me from my mom. She took me from my mother because my mother was on the run with. Uh... Wait, stop. Your grandma kidnapped you, but in a positive way. Yeah, she did. What's that called? There should be a name for yeah, that. Yeah, uh, what saved. is that? It's saved. Called, <laughs> it's funny. Saved me. It's called kidnapped, though. <laughs> but you know, it's funny. She, My mom couldn't say anything because she was on the run because her man was uh, wanted for murder. So she In America? Yeah, in New York. So my grandmother got away with it because... Oh, she wasn't going to say shit. She can't. She couldn't. So your mom just said, uh, no, go ahead. No, she didn't know. She, uh, oh, yeah, she, she came, kidnapped. She Sorry. came back one day and I was gone, but she couldn't call the police. Because... She couldn't find you or nothing? Well, she knew where I was. She knew, she knew oh. that I was with my grandmother, but my grandmother illegally took me. She cut my hair off and took me across state lines because she flew me. And um, it was weird. How it was, old were you? I was like, uh, I, was a bit, I don't know. <laughs> I was talking to Dr. Drew today and I was like, we're, we're unpacking my trauma. <laughs> so I would say somewhere between the age of four and six. So you remember this? I remember I remember parts of it. Some of it I don't remember. <gasps> what is that like? But there's pictures, though, and of me with my hair cut off. How, looked, did she, how did she take you? Did she have to plan it out and get she you from did. school or something? Yeah, no, I, I wasn't in school because my mom was on the run. So I was... Um, 
was with a babysitter and that my grandmother started doing research. She planned it out. She came and got me, changed my clothes, ran to the airport, took me to Miami. The My uncle was waiting in a car my, with my grandfather. They, in that, I, I remember parts of it and that was it. Wow. Whoa, your grandma is very down. My grandma wouldn't have done that shit. <laughs> she would have called somebody to help. Your grandma's yeah. down. So I'm assuming this is good though. If you're on the run with a guy that killed somebody, yeah, yeah, no, no, it's for sure. In, but still traumatic because no, I wanted to be with my mom. Of course, of course. But in her eyes, you need to get out of the situation. Yeah, no, absolutely. But so I was did like, he ever get caught? Yeah, he did. He got caught. He went. He got caught. My mom came home. He went to jail. And um, yeah, my mother came How home. How long after? It, um, I think it was almost a year before she oh, came home. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. Yeah, it wasn't a really long time, but it felt like forever. So it's not like they were, hate your mom hated her mom for taking you. No, she was upset, but um, she was angry. But, you know, she had to come home anyway because when the killer got caught, she had to come home. She didn't she, get arrested? Mm. How's your relationship with your mom? I'm cool. I love my mom. Yeah, yeah. she's cool? Yeah, she ended up stabbing him because <laughs> he beat her up. Sorry, the way you said so. She stabbed him with a nice pick. And Joe Pesci style stabbed him with a nice pick. Wow. Yeah, he cheated on her and he beat her. He beat her in the, and left her in Central Park. Uh, for dead and so she got went and got an ice pick and she stabbed him and i don't know it's a statue of limitations uh, yeah it's been a while <laughs> he's dead now anyway but yeah um she uh yeah she and, then and that she wasn't your dad that was your mom's just boyfriend, yeah not right? my dad no. wow my mom's wow this this is crazy i didn't know other stuff happens to kids <laughs> like this that's insane that sounds like a movie i uh, know <laughs> truly so you went back to miami yeah. I Did grew, you go back to school? Yeah, I went to school and I had normalcy and I was angry and rebellious and mad at my grandmother for, you know, trying to give me a normal life. I wanted to be on the run with my mom. Are you an only child? No, I have uh, two brothers and a sister. So did your grandma take them too? No, I was. it was me at the time. It was just me. Oh, you're the oldest ch- yeah. child. Oh. Mm-hmm. oh, my God. Could you imagine all the other kids? Uh. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so you grew up in Miami. How, how was this? Uh, I mean, when did you move from there? I left Miami um, when I went away to school. I went to Florida State. Um, I left Miami. Oh, so you stayed in Florida your whole life? No, I left. I Wait, left Florida State's in Florida. It's in Tallahassee, but I was there, and then I left there, and uh, I forgot what year it was. But I moved to San Diego. I got. I moved um, with my ex, who played football, and he went to play for the Chargers. Oh no, shit! Yeah. Legitimately play for the Chargers. That's great. Yeah. And then I left um, and I went back to Miami for a couple of years. And then I came back here when I left him and I started a new life here because I, I, I really liked the West Coast when I came for the first time. Um, I lived in San Diego, which probably probably wasn't my favorite place to live. It was okay. cool. It was nice. I liked it there. But for work wise, it wasn't the best place for me to be. And so when I came, I would I would visit here, and I fell in love with LA. And uh, when I came back home, I, I was in Miami for two years, and I was like, ah, I've outgrown this place. This is not the place for me. And I moved here, and I've been here ever since. What were you doing for work when you went to San Diego? Um, I wasn't doing anything because I was married to my. I, I worked at Bank of America. That's not not doing anything. But my ex was playing for the Chargers, so I was. Kind of just keeping yourself busy at that point. Yeah, I was modeling. I was working. Oh, nice. Yeah, I was where I would drive. That's why I would come here because I had jobs in LA. Oh, that's mm-hmm. that's why you like LA better. Mm-hmm. So you're doing modeling for just 
clothing companies, makeup yeah, stuff? Yeah, I did everything. I did. Really? Uh, yeah, I did fashion. I love doing runway, but I did also, I did a lot of hair modeling. For some reason, I did a lot of hair stuff. And um, when I was in San Diego, that's what I would do because it was like a day shoot. I would go, I would shoot, I would do some catalog stuff, and then I could just come home. Um, I wasn't able to have like a full-time modeling career because I was a mom. You know, I had oh, you, okay. You had children with the with your ex-husband ex. from charge. Yeah. Um, how many kids do you have? Two. How old are they now? 29 and 25. Oh, okay. So they're yeah. not little kids anymore no, at all. No, nah, we all grew up together. Oh, wow. When did you have your kids? <laughs> I was young. I don't want to talk about that. Ooh. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, my mom had them, I think, 15, Oh, yeah, 17. yeah. Oh, yeah. That sounds about right. That sounds like... My grandmother had her first child at 13. Oof. My mother, me and I... My mother, my grandmother, and I all... My daughter broke the cycle. She was the first one. To not have a baby. To not have a baby. Same here. Doesn't have a baby. The first one that didn't do it either. Wow. Yeah, my mom was 15. My grandma's. 13 or 14? Yeah, my grandmother was 13. Yeah, but that's in the 40s and 50s. It was yeah. different. It, 15-year-old, 14-year-old, 2-year-old mother is just normal out there. Yeah, especially in our cultures. Like that was Why is that? Because <laughs> I never understood like uh, you can do lines, you can beat the shit out of your wife, but if you smoke weed, you're a piece of shit. Yeah. I don't know what it is. You can beat your wife and then hit the joint like you hit the joint. What yeah. do you mean in that culture? And for some reason at, at least me, my experience is anybody from Mexico, like, oh, you snorted lines. Oh, you beat your wife. Yeah, you're, you're a hardworking man. Oh, you smoke weed, you motherfucker. <laughs> and then you're kicked out of the family. It's interesting, the stigma that weed has. And <laughs> odd? For, for people who also, which is really interesting, pride themselves in being medicinal. You know, like, yeah. you know, curanderos. Like, we, they're always talking about how... Not all, all of them, but many of them about nature's healing and then look down on because that's what that's what they did with weed, though, that and the alcohol it's all white, white supremacy. I mean, at the end of the day, that made the weed look like the devil for sure. Yeah. But why would whites why would them why would that affect all the people in Mexico? Well, I mean, it, it's global, though. I mean, white supremacy works because it is a global business it's not something that's regional it works it, it all works together in tandem i get that but in terms of like my grandma thinking weeds the devil she just heard that from her mom and her mom from her that's from religion though probably right yeah it has a lot to something. do with religion but that mean well i mean marijuana is it was a way to put a lot of people of color behind bars for sure yeah, yeah for you know sure i mean that was just a way to, and now that they are able to capitalize on it, like the stigma is now removed. You got these housewives smoking weed. But a lot of people still outside. in jail that should be out. There's life sentences still. Yeah, I mean, you know, and it's not just like, it, yes, disproportionately people of color, but even poor white people. Like I remember this young 18-year-old white boy who went to jail. I think it was in, in Colorado. It was one of the states where your first offense for drugs, you go to jail for life. What? Yeah, that's a law right now. That was a law. I don't know if it's still a law. I'd be I'd, I'd be lying if I told you if I knew. But there was a. I remember this young eighteen year old boy. First offense has some marijuana. Life sentence. Life sentence. And mom was fighting for years. I don't know if they were able to get him out yet. Maybe, perhaps. But uh, yeah, it was. There were states where you got caught with it one time. First offense, and you would get a really hefty, hefty sentence. That's why a lot of people are in jail. I, I have a friend in Texas that went to prison, I think, four years. Remember Spice? Mm -hmm. That Spice, that was legal. 
as soon as they made it illegal, they said, well, you've had all of these sales prior. And they gave him eight years, but he ended up doing four. That's traumatic, man. It's crazy. It changes your life forever. A hundred percent. There's no coming back from that in terms of trying to gain. There is coming back for that from that. Let me just fix that. But it just takes so. It, I mean, they. It just really messes up people's lives. A lot of people aren't able to come back from that. You know, not, has not on the path that they were. Mm-mm. Yeah, I have another friend. He's about to do. I think only down to two years for weed in Texas. Damn, you got any free friends? No. I do. I do. A lot of them are. But only the ones I have going to prison for weed, it's just on my brain because they're both getting sentenced at the same time. No, I know. I know. That's It's, it's so odd. That's messed up. It's barbaric. Like, history is not going to be kind to these people doing this show. No, dude. It's unfucking. Ble- like you always say, it's a human right. Like your dad, if you was able to get weed, you almost got arrested for getting your dad weed when he was sick. That's crazy. Yeah. It's insane. We went to jail, but like, no, my dad's dying. Yeah. Fuck your dad. That's what they would have said. He's going to. Fuck him. Yeah. Oh, shit. Where's he at? Yeah. It's classism, too. It has a lot to do with money and wealth. I think everything does. You know? all. I mean, of course, all of it does. But when it comes to marijuana, you going to tell me you think that all them senators don't smoke? There's they not one? smoke. I mean, Every come one on. of them. You know, they do a line. You know, it's just based on the law of averages, the people that you know, like based on... The 15 people you know, you're going to tell me you think all those people. That's why it's so fascinating to me to see them fight so hard for abortion. They have mistresses. Their mistresses get pregnant. They fly into the states where they can have an abortion. Like, such hypocrisy. So many of them that do edibles, that um, are trying to take, you know, see the... It's just interesting to me to hear people who ride so hard against this stuff because they usually are the closet ones. For sure. And... I think it the way it is, like, I'm a senator. I'm against weed openly in public, but at night I'm getting high. Yeah. This guy gave me a million dollars to go against weed publicly. Yeah. I see it. They're just fucking crooks, and I understand. I get why they're doing it. I wouldn't do it in the same position. I know people, yeah, you would. Like, no, I fucking wouldn't. But I get why. Maybe they grew up and not getting any money being a senator for 35 years mm-hmm. and like fuck it it's just my one chance to get it at least i could smoke at night and that's another thing of just looking out for yourself kind of thing absolutely so many of them and you know there are some people who wouldn't do that that's why we don't become senators, senators <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah. like people will be like well you know if it was you no it wouldn't it wouldn't be me cuz i i don't have the moral fiber to be a senator i i think that yeah. that should be somebody who can really you know, and not to say that smoking weed or not smoking weed is a moral issue for me. It's like I don't, I don't think I have the equipment to do that, so I wouldn't even step into that. No, same here. You know what I'm saying? Like to be in public service, knowing what's going on in the world and how messed up it is right now. Like I'm just like, man, these people are full of shit. Those guys need to smoke some fucking weed. They are smoking weed. Yeah. We just don't know. About we just it. don't know all the shit they had to go through. Like I am yeah. smoking. It's crazy weed. that we're still talking about it. I like, know it's 2021. What the fuck? It's still an issue. Like let's for sure. Like I don't know come up with a plan for oh like, man do you remember know, even other... with clinton when he was like i didn't inhale was it I that's didn't... the dumbest shit i ever heard yo you're a fucking liar of course you're a damn liar. That, to have to feel like so you gotta silly. tell that lie like oh, and no who saved himself it? but who believed that? all the christian people from the south said oh i knew that good man would not inhale that <laughs> jazz shit <laughs> for, that's probably what happened and i i tell marty all the time that generation of the old white racist fucks are about to be gone within the next uh, 15 years. I can't wait for the next group of old, <laughs> old, old people are going to be 
people that just like like yeah. Led Zeppelin and We're shit. We're gonna be cool <laughs> asshole people. Yeah. Oh, our generation is yeah. gonna be great. Yeah. Any, oh, yeah, yeah anybody absolutely. under. 55 now oh yeah. man those you don't are got cool all the religion people. you don't got the racism yes kind of figured it out in our generation a little yeah. bit more well i'd look at the the uh, gen z kids like i'm like the younger kids right now right yeah they yeah they hang out with everybody you know like yeah i don't know them all but i'm saying that for the most part you see they're like they're burning it down they're like we don't we don't want your shit you take that shit with you we think pe people need deserve health care we think people they're really just not rocking with that old school vibe like they just vibing on, on a whole another level it's too much it. information now it wasn't yeah. like that before yes. there's, and then the you thing. see them and they're like a, there's a white one an asian one a black one a you know a latino a latinx there's a queer one that they're not tripping on it you see stray kids hanging out with queer kids it's not like Ooh, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's just we can learn something from them. Even and we're always shitting on younger people, but the reality of it is, is that they're too busy trying to survive the world that we fucked up. They don't have time to be Such a good way to involved play. in the bullshit. And and you know, and I and I'll say we, and I'm not even because I think the generation behind me really did a lot of the damage and the damage before them because we um, are we crack babies? I am. Definitely an acid baby, any crack, like, <laughs> crank baby, yeah, crank baby for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think. Well, I was a heroin kid, a heroin baby, um, and I think my my relatives were on crack. Mm. So my my crack cousins era. were, yeah, my cousins. You know, we I have young cousins that are definitely crack babies. I don't think it affects you too much, man. I got to be honest. All the people I knew that have drug ass, drug addict parents are pretty fucking cool. <laughs> they had to survive. <laughs> They're they, they pretty survive cool. So many on so many levels. Like, I don't. I mean, you know, what's funny is that the people like associate drug children with being poor and coming from the hood. But if you think about like all these kids whose parents did coke, who could afford the expensive oh, yeah. drugs, you know what I mean? <laughs> that come from affluent families where the moms can buy all the pills and they can For afford sure. the oxy and all that shit. So you don't and, think a junkie when you think you pills. Don't, yeah. Like you're at Target dressed, you're not a junkie. Yeah, exactly. Even though you're falling asleep and not enough. Yeah, you you're gonna, you're yeah. crush it, hit a pedestrian, you're willing to sell your ass for it, you'll mm -hmm. do whatever. Anybody on the street is doing, and you get to have this image of being oh, under wraps. stressed out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it goes to the the Rolling Stones, the Mother's Helper song. It's it, they they say it perfectly. That's exactly what America turned into, and that was a forty year old song. And that's exactly what's going on right now. Mm -hmm. A lot of moms just on pills because their friends stressed out. And let me get a hookup. It's, I think it's the radio too has also. Mm. They bleep blunt, but they don't bleep lean anymore. No, nope. they say Percocet. They say all that crazy shit that passed. My yeah. generation did not fuck with those pills. It's the one right before me. Is the pills are the coolest thing in the world oh, right now? Yeah. I don't get it. I've never been a fan. Mm. I just, I think my mom's generation was into all the quaaludes and stuff, and now it's oh, a bike and it's Percocets. Did, have you ever tried them though? Oh yeah, they didn't yeah. do anything to me. Good I tried oxy's and I was. I, Drugs don't hit me as hard. Good for, for you. Some That's a great thing because yeah. some people, one hit is all it takes. No, like meth. I smoked it with that shit's nasty. <laughs> you know, I grew up in a meth town. Crank is disgusting. I loved cocaine, but that shit is dead. That's just deadly. So mm -hmm. I don't fuck with it. Don't do drugs. Um, 
I just I don't I don't see the fun in falling asleep. I do see the fun of falling asleep, but I don't see the fun of falling asleep mm. at the fucking movie theater with your friends and everyone's nodded off. Yeah. It's sad. Yeah. I walked into those rooms, full adults all just passing out with a cup. I mean, do your thing. That's cool if that's what you like, but it's just so fucked up to see mm-hmm. it. People nodding off in the daytime. It steals your life. You know, I grew up I was I grew up around drug addicts. I was raised by them. And I just watched a bunch of potential just go down the drain. A lot of stuff is very profitable. A lot of people making a lot of money off of it. And they won't even even touch it. You know what I'm saying? Biggie told you. Don't smoke anything you sell. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If it's, I mean, that's what I always say about like, yeah, don't do drink soda. Don't do that. Because the guy that owns Pepsi does not fucking drink Pepsi because he knows like that shit's going to kill you. It's yep. the same thing with drugs. It is a drug, but it's legally marketed with fucking Kobe and Michael Jordan and shit. It's just, like you said, the classism. Can they sell the drug? Yes, they can. Yeah. Because and they, they own the media. They can and they do. Yeah. You ever see uh, mental health pills? Uh, you see 62 ads for pills in the daytime because they know who the fuck's watching daytime TV. Absolutely. Moms that are watching a kid going, you know, I am fucking stressed out. Let me buy that shit. Mm-hmm. I am depressed. I I don't want this uh, birthmark on my face. You know what I mean? It's all (laughs) kinds of shit now. It's like, oh, my left nipple is not as pretty as (laughs) I'm going to put this cream on my titties. It's unbelievable. I'm like, I I don't watch it. I can't watch TV because I'm like, it's like going on Instagram. You start thinking, maybe I do need to get fillers. You know what I mean? It's crazy. I'm so glad that doesn't, I've never once saw something where, you know what? I need that. I think it's just because I do advertising and shit. Well, that was a bad commercial. Uh, <laughs> Fuck this commercial. I think maybe <laughs> that's what like, it is. I, like to my kids and my wife, like, oh, gotcha. Whenever they're like, oh, they react to an ad. Gotcha. Got you. All I can think of <laughs> you was got the meetings pl- behind the ad. and Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, like we saw a commercial last night with Brad Pitt. I'm like, oh, rent it out of some fool's house. They're in here shooting for the day. So one day shoot. Okay. Good to they're be able to see stuff like seconds. that. You can yeah. see it. That's how I watch dollars. porn too. That's why I don't, I don't watch porn. I'm like, somebody's got a boom. For the production value. Yeah. That's why I can't watch porn because there's yeah. a dude like this yeah. sweating. Yeah, I can't. I'm like, I know there's a boom. I know there's a fan. They're, got, they're gonna have lunch. Her boyfriend's right there with his arms crossed. crossed. Yeah, like, or girlfriend, because she probably hates men. And it's like weird. You know what I'm saying? I just, I. That's the worst. You know, people are like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, this shit, I, it's a set. <laughs> that's fucked up because that's so true. It I never it. think about that. You're all thinking about the BTS of it and shit. There's but some dude borrowing money to make this fucking movie. Oh, dude, that's fucking great. Now I'm just going to think about that. That's funny. <laughs> um, my next question. I have, I watched parts of your standup. Okay. I saw you talking about your stepdad and how you didn't fucking like the guy. Mm-hmm. I have a whole different stepdad uh, scenario story, but you're, I saw you say that your stepdad was fucking racist, mm-hmm. and I've never heard of a Cuban racist before. Be- obviously, because I've only grown up in my Mexico. Give her a little background on your stepdad, maybe. Um, okay, my grandma is Jew- is like a she's Polish and Jew. She's like a Jewish lady. Mm-hmm. We didn't practice that. She we tried it once. I can't do the fucking seven day stuff. It sucks. Sorry, but it's not for fucking me. Okay. And um, so my mom and my grandpa's from Texas. He's uh, Spanish. Mm-hmm. So my mom looks like a white lady, but she's fucking Spanish. Mm-hmm. And she married my old stepdad. She married him. 
He's a straight up fucking white supremacist. Like we went to the prison. She, we visited him every fucking week. Covered in horrible fucking tattoos. But we were visiting him. And my sister's way darker than me. So it was a very odd mm. handhold into the prison. And you see this fool with fucking all these crazy tattoos come up. And I love that guy. He was so fucking awesome and cool. And he taught me more than my dad ever tried to. Mm, and wow. he always explained it to me like racism is inside, not outside. Like inside you have to or you're going to die. But outside, my best friend was a black kid and his dad was our big buff ass cop of the town. And they knew each other. It was like, you see where I'm going? Like, I don't speak Spanish. I'm the brown kid. Everybody fucks with me already. And then this is my stepdad. Fuck. Like, this is not a good look for me in the Mexican town. Blue eye, fucking blonde hair guy. Like, this is not good for us. So that was my experience was uh, just being confused. Like That, that sounds confusing. Um, you know, people in jail and prison, the prison system do have to pick a side because they, they have to survive. Um, we don't know anything about that because we uh, have the privilege of being free and um, and not to condone or excuse why people are in prison, but they have to survive in there. We don't know what that's like. And it's hell. Right. Yeah. Because our, our prison system sucks. Uh, we don't rehabilitate criminals. We just multiply them and send them back out into teach the world. Them. Yeah. We teach them um, how to perfect, you know, their art. And then we condemn them and criticize them when so many criminals who are in Washington and all over the place are not getting caught for the crimes they're committing. And then, you know, poor people and brown people, black people who have to survive out there trying to do whatever they got to do to eat because the system is set up for them to fucking fail. But, um, you know, my stepfather's Cuban. Racism lives all over the world in Latin America. Um, you know, Mexicans can be racist. They they have code words for black people just like everywhere else. Yeah. But they also have their own black people just like for everybody sure. else. And, you know, like, uh, you know, the people who suffer the most at the hands of Latinx people, Latinos, Latine people is the the very own black people and indigenous people and Asian people that belong to the Latin American countries. Um, my stepfather's from Cuba. They have they have a very they're very popular for their brand of racism in Miami. I've never um, heard any of this. Oh uh, yeah, not all of them. I mean, just to say that all Cubans are racist is dumb um, to generalize an entire group. But um, you know they they have they do uh, support and uh, live by the tenets of racism <laughs> because, you know, whiteness is whiteness and it, it's not exclusive to just American people. Yeah. That's you know, true. Asian people have issues with racism. Um, Asian people are racist. I've never heard of any of this. Oh yeah. They have Asian people who have racist issues. Um, we see it in movies like um, funny menace to society. There's this, Korean and black, uh, you know, antagonistic relationship, which leads to the death of somebody. But that happened in real life here in South Central, where a young black girl was killed by an Asian woman and the woman woman never went to jail. Um, it happens a lot in, you know, communities of black people where a lot of our people and different people who are immigrants come into black communities and make a living and they they have stores and businesses and they capitalize off of black business and then they turn around and mistreat black people. So that happens all over the world. That's not something that is just exclusive to Europe. Um, you know, people in Asia 
brighten their skin. People in India <laughs> brighten their skin to look whiter. They they you know they they do uh, surgeries on their faces so that they could look more European. It's quite the mind fuck, you know, to to just brainwash people into believing to focus so much on how being white is better, you know, while the world burns. Damn. <laughs> but then you white know. people are tanning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 Fucking Marty. Getting ass shots, getting their lips injected, you know, wanting the aesthetic, but not wanting the reality of what it is to be black and brown. And it's just, it's like um, the greatest mind fuck of all time. So you got, you know, you got the Kardashians getting ass shots, putting the stuff in their lips. You know, you got these women tanning so that they can have some skin. And then you got people who have brown skin and black skin or brown skin and darker skin hating themselves, thinking there's something wrong with that melanin that they have, that white people wish that they had. It's just, it's just a... The grass is always greener. It's a mindfuck. The mindfuck of all times. Yeah. That was such a good way to put it, both you guys. Thank you. That no, just people just sitting around worrying about all that shit, and then they ain't got no health care. They ain't got no food in the house. They can't get a job. They can't get a loan. They're not getting a quality education. But they're like, but I'm whiter than you. And then a dumbass <laughs> oh, down somewhere. I have uh, little sisters, and it's, it's weird to me hearing the shit they talk about. She's 14 and 16. Oh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I have a little brother that's 17 on my mom's side, but he's like 27 in his head. So he's very mature. He taught, he's thinking like I'm, he's thinking like I am like, mm-hmm. all right, what can I get to do this? But my other little sisters are very, uh, MTV mm-hmm. girl, girl style girls. And it's so odd to me. Cause you know, you see this on they TV. They still watch MTV. No, they want to learning how to get pregnant. What, what that's all the shows are. Oh, yeah. Teen mom now. Mm-hmm. It's fucking horrible. And then just ridiculousness for 22 hours. I but know, he's, <laughs> he's crushing it. I don't know what he did. He must have bought MTV, but Rob Deerdeck, shout out to you. That is true, though. That's that fucking is, on every day. Always. Always. It's on a all marathon. day. Yeah. Every day. Um, so it, it is odd seeing, like you said, the Gen Z, mm-hmm. seeing what's important, seeing what, and their Christmas list. Fucking, I wanted to reach through the phone, Freddy Krueger, and just slap the shit out of them. Their Christmas list pissed me the fuck off. Was it? What was it? Fucking like fillers. Um, Oh, what was it? Fillers. My other sister wants liposuction. How old? 16 fucking years old. Yeah, that's... Doesn't go to the gym. Go to the fucking gym. You fucking... It's crazy, but I have two other cousins that are the identical, same age they were born, and they all live next to each other. So it's it's just like, uh, like you said, well, I'm whiter than you. It's more of that, like, well, you know, you're fatter than me. Well, shit, now I leave liposuction. It's crazy to see because as a kid, I wasn't, I was just fucking poor. I wasn't thinking about any of that shit. Yeah, me either. So to see people like, oh, you have time to think about stuff you want, weird. Because they're they're on Instagram and Instagram is always pushing that stuff, right? Instagram tells you, you gotta, you know, I don't, you go to Instagram and I'm like, I'm like, oh shit, I'm gonna die. Like, I'm, I'm, (laughs) according to Instagram, I'm dead because, you know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm in my 40s. So I'm like, oh shit, like, I'm I'm in my 40s. I, uh, you know, I'm a woman of color. Like, it's everything is, it makes you feel bad about yourself if you, if you allow that stuff to penetrate. Mm -hmm. So I can only imagine an underdeveloped mind. You feel like exactly. you're not rich enough, you're not pretty enough, you're not thin enough. 
You know, all that shit is like, it's constant. It's fucked up. It's like having a shitty mom, but on your phone all the time. Yeah. Like, oh, you're too fucking fat. No kid's going to like you. That's like a bad mom in your phone. We just yeah. had our awareness of like what was going on around us growing up. That's why I was so Oh, yeah. Super- Anything in your reach and you could ride your bike. And that's all the problems I had. We were surviving too. Like in our minds, we were surviving because if I grew up poor. So I was like. Every day I made it home or I made it to school was an accomplishment without getting raped, without getting Ugh. kidnapped, without getting beat up, without getting, you know, hooked on like drugs, without thing. getting shot at, without getting stabbed. Like it, it was just, oh, you know what I mean? And these kids like got the luxury of sitting at home That's watching true. Dr. Jung Money on Instagram re- reconstruct people's bodies. I've never seen that. Yeah, it's a, he's a, a plastic surgeon in Houston, and like you, he just restructures people's... I mean, shit, I called and asked for a consultation. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, Drake, these are all the Drake's bitches go here. I was like, hey, let me go up. But it's, it's so interesting because you start watching that stuff, and it starts consuming you. Oh, I've never seen that. Mm-hmm. I, uh, we, I know a girl that recently, she's a model chick, but she just got her fucking bottom two ribs removed. Yeah, so that her waist could like be Marilyn smaller. Manson? Back in the day. I think that was a rumor, <laughs> but these girls are really doing it, all right? Yeah, they said that about Janet Jackson. They said it about Cher. Yeah, but they really are removing ribs so you can yeah. get the hourglass shape. It looks like a cartoon. Or remember those old toys, like the street sharks? Mm-hmm. They're just hard. Like, they don't move. That's what people look like right now. That stuff is more normal now. Like, having a, a doctor, oh, yeah. like, show up and give you IVs in your house or a doctor, like, yeah. things yeah. are just more normal, I feel like. Yeah, I, they have normalized. But, you know... It's it's sad because ribs are designed to protect your organs. They're there for a reason. Yeah, you They're know, like bones. They, they, they put them there so that you know what I'm saying. It's just like <laughs> you when it got those removed so that you could look smaller. It's just crazy, and you know, like if, and the thing is that it's not resolving what the issue is because the issue really is an internal issue, right? It's, it's how you feel about yourself. And that kind of stuff is just a band aid, but it's just it's just like don't get in a fight <laughs> or, a car or a car accident. Yeah, they gonna fuck you up, girl. <laughs> For real? No, it's it's crazy seeing people remove bones right now. Or I, I know Rosie's her, some of her friends do the BBL shit. Oh yeah, that's a big. Oh my god, you can't move around for months. Mm. For you know that for months you have to be. Like this. What if someone beats your ass? You got to sleep on your stomach. That's crazy. Mm. It's like you're pregnant. You got to sleep on your stomach because you can't mess the shape of your boot. Isn't that crazy? You're you're molding your body like clay. (laughs) It's fucking unreal. I think it's funny. I don't know anything about that. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. Um, So I have a question for you. I watched one like episode. YouTube is... Do a better job. Is it a clip or like, sometimes I'm like, is it a clip or the fucking whole episode? Is it a 60 minute clip? I watched <laughs> the young Turks. Uh-huh. That is a show that you, that you're like I said earlier, we're politically illiterate. I have okay. no, I watched and I went, fuck what's going on. Cause like, I, 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 I swear, love that you're honest about always. That. I have to be, but let me tell you, it. most people don't, they just think they do. Oh yeah. Because they're getting their information. Scrolling. And and in little tidbits, I don't know. Like, I am not as politically astute as I would like to be. I just I just have an idea about what I think about uh, when it comes to the world. And I apply what I think. I think 
that we should stop being so fucking greedy and and that maybe we should share some things. Some people will call me a communist for that. I am not a communist. We live in a socialist country where the socialism only benefits the top 1%, right? Because we have a post office. We have a lot of programs that are social programs, but they benefit rich people. I would like to see those programs benefit people who are not rich because they need it more, right? So we we um, pay taxes that you know support the lifestyles of the people who are our public servants, and they live better lives than us, 100%. and their children live better lives than us and go to better schools than us, and I think that's fucked up. But that does not mean I want to make America Cuba, right? Or Russia or China. It just means that I think that this system is fucked up and it is really hurting the people who we saw during the pandemic are the ones that show up and do the bulk of the work that many people benefit from. And then all of a sudden we're calling them essential workers. But now that COVID is wearing off, we're going back to treating people like shit. And I have a problem with that. So when they put me in on these platforms, that's what I'm speaking to. Do I know what laws were passed last year? Do I know what the, you know, what's on the table, the bills? Do I know, you know, can I talk to you about the the bill spending, uh, the spending power of America within it, when it comes to arms? I have an idea about it, but do I have the intricate know the intricacies of that stuff absolutely not and I think that most people don't and that they are just uh, spewing talking points that their favorite people are giving them and you know like for example we talk about this vaccination I don't care if you get vaccinated or not that's your business I'm not going to I'm not going to lose sleep telling people to go get vaccinated What I will tell you is that a lot of people who follow the people who are, they say are anti-vax are vaccinated. Donald Trump's entire family is vaccinated. You know, uh, everybody at Fox News is vaccinated. Everybody at CNN is vaccinated because they have to be vaccinated to work at those places. And those people got vaccinated because they don't want to lose the bag. Yeah. Right. So. My problem is you're telling people or encouraging people to speak out against vaccinations because you want those people to stay with you because you know that that's what they're passionate about because you're stoking their fears and you're going to make money off of those people supporting you, but you don't give a damn about those people. And that's what I have a problem with. If you are honest about that, right? I am not going to tell people what to do with their bodies. I'm not going to ridicule people who don't get vaccinated. I'm not going to try to shame anybody. That is not my job. What I will say is that a lot of the people who are encouraging people not to get vaccinated are secretly vaccinated. And some of them not. They they don't feel like they, they don't have to hide it anymore. They feel you're so dumb. They can tell you I got vaccinated, but I'm going to fight to the death for you not to get vaccinated. Why, if you really feel that way, why why not be honest about why you got vaccinated? Tell the truth about why you got vaccinated. You know what I'm saying? And they don't. But that's just one of the issues. And I don't want to get all into that because I know this is polarizing the country. People are marching. They're having fights over this. Are they? What? 
I don't watch the fucking news. I didn't know people were cared about the vaccination like that. Oh, no. People are vaccinated, get fighting. They're marching. They're saying my body. It's, it's funny because it's people who are anti-abortion, anti-women saying my body, my choice. Now walking around with signs saying my body, my choice. Oh, shit. <laughs> the irony of it all. Right. And That's it's crazy. just interesting to me. So for me, it's like all I want. At the end of the day, what I push for the most above all things is a better education for Americans, that we have access to information because information is power. And so I think that because we are we our education system is so poor and our people are so dumb in this country. Anybody can come along and tell you a story and, and fuck with you emotionally and drive you to a cliff and you will be willing to jump off. And that's what you're seeing happening in this country from everybody, not just right wingers, uh, fucking the people that are leftists are doing the same shit. They're like, Oh, there's a market here. That's real. Like I said, that's really what it comes down to. Can I make money off these motherfuckers? Well, now my they buy changed. shirts, get real deep into Jesus. Cause they realize they're into that. Now they're, they're going to come the to, they come to your events. You know what I'm saying? They come to your, they pay to see you speak. They buy your shirts they pay for your Patreons and you are just filling them with the information that is uh, reinforcing their fears and their hate and their hate usually comes from their fears. So now they're telling you the immigrants are coming to get your stuff. They're going to take your jobs. That's the really? funniest shit ever. Uh, well, it's a bunch of motherfuckers. There was a bunch of jobs available right now. Right. Fucking McDonald's is shorthanded. Yeah. You know, a lot of these, uh, and then the people who, you know, you, we live in California up there in Merced. You saw all those signs that were like farmers for Trump, right? A shitload of them. Right? Then yes. they deported the immigrants because they participated in the raids. And then those signs turned to, we are we have a shortage and we, we don't have food. Where are the white people who said the immigrants were taking their jobs? They're not going to pick the strawberries and on to end. No Brad has ever picked the grapes in gonna, life. They're not going to do it's it. It's not going to fucking happen. So the reality of it is it's just all a mind fuck. And that's why you got to get high. <laughs> so one big commercial for marijuana. Nice. Oh, my God. I love that. Really so the end of the day, so that you can survive this whole reality of bullshit of people who are constantly... When you sit down, you sit these poor people down and you, you give them information and they'll be like, what am I doing? When I started smoking weed when I was like 18, it really, there was a sense of that. Like, God, this is fucking bullshit. Despair. Like, like, who do you trust? If you can't trust the people that are supposed to, we could be so advanced. We didn't even have a plan for a fucking pandemic. Like, that's what astonished me was we didn't even have a crazy, we were like, just paper signs on restaurants. we We had fucking nothing. Because we're so cocky, we think that it's not going to happen to us. We think we're fucking too cool. Yeah. We're Amer- we said this last episode. America thinks they're so fucking cool that we'll we'll get by like a fucking Ferris Bueller movie. Like it's we're gonna make it home before our parents get there. Like what the fuck are you thinking? And no, we didn't. As a kid, like the way you thought about America, you would have thought, oh, I thought oh, we were a bunch of Hulk Hogan snap into action and yeah, we're Hulk Hogan and fucking we got uh-huh. something for that. Like of course we do. You know, it seems so obvious, but. We could be so we could be so modern. The fact that we're still talking about this shit from fucking fifty years ago is insane. And that's why these young people are like, "We hate y'all, and we can't wait for y'all to die." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like to these older people, and then people get really offended. People are fighting for you. See these old white racist men 
holding on, fighting for. They need something. But for what though? No, I'm saying that's what they're thinking. I need something because these kids can all beat my fucking ass. Mm. My son's boss is black. My fucking gardener is more has more money than me because he landscapes the whole town. Mm-hmm. And now it's like. And my wife wants Fuck. to smash him. <laughs> exactly. My wife stares at the young Mexican uh-huh. kids mowing my lawn. Well, what? How many more generations until like religion isn't even one like, around all like that? Big twenty year thing. And I think twenty more years. More, I mean, because think of it: the middle of America. I only, I only see fucking the coasts on TV. No one ever does the the movie about the kid in Iowa. But you know, it's funny though. Like, I was, (laughs) I saw that the island of Tonga just got their first case of COVID. Right, that was just in the last couple of days. I think it was Tonga. I'm not sure. It was one of the Polynesian islands. And it was a missionary coming from um, wow. uh, New Zealand. And I'm like, you fucked that I'll be up. down. Be pissed. Bringing the word and shit. Bringing the word <laughs> and the disease. And a seven-day lockdown um, because of COVID. They had their first documented case of COVID. So and- they got to wait for seven days. Oh fucking place. For everyone out there that doesn't know what Tongan who Tongan people are, the way I like to explain it, Tongan people are the guys that Samoans go, fuck, I don't want to fight that dude. <laughs> <laughs> For real, because my fiance, her family's Tongan too. Oh, one of the and best g- music groups of all times. The Jets. The if J- you don't know who they uh-huh. are, you don't know who the Jets. How did you know? Well, that's never I've never seen you not know you somebody. Found out. My mom didn't put me on to that. On How old are you? <laughs> 32. Mm. But my mom put me on to so much shit. All the old shit. I know everything. And oh, the Jets? Are I'm you saying kidding? I don't. I've never heard that. I mean, that's that's 80s, 90s. No, my sister's on fucking watch. So you fucking idiot. My sister's music <laughs> expansion of brain just keeps going for my, I don't 80s understand. 80s music. It's 80s. I think they're the 80s and maybe 90s. All the real 80s stuff was like, for me, was like Stevie B and Lisa Lisa's type of stuff. That was during that time. Well, so. then maybe I have to hear the song. Yeah, they had a song. Um, Crush on You was one of their big songs. Make it real. Like I know what you're, I know what song that is. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Now I just heard the song in my head. Mm-hmm. That's like the big 80s uh, hairspray dance party shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that stuff. That They're Tongan. I didn't know that. The Jets. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's that's the, the whole way family. I like to They're that. like the a family group with sixty two cousins. Dude, Samoans and Tongans have so many fucking family members. It's crazy. I love, I love my Polynesian brothers. It's crazy. Like uh, my fiance's best friend, her her husband's. They're all from Samo- uh, Samoan Island. What does he call it? Samoa. Samoa. He always says it all fucked up. Yeah. Like, oh, you're American. Don't be putting that spin on it. I always talk shit to him. But yeah, his whole family. He's the smallest one, and he's like six two monster mm-hmm. everybody else six nine and those guys that's the nfl will soon be samoan and, and tongan polynesian i guarantee you the nfl is gonna be all islanders soon These i used to rock with, with my uh when my ex played um football for the chargers like my crew um Matt, shout out to mary sasa i hope she's listening to this but i used to hang out with these um Samoan, uh, Samoan people that uh, whose wives, whose husbands played on the team, they were just the coolest people because, you know, like there was like um, this culture of people who would go to the football games like dressed up, you know, um, with heels and 
you know, made up, like you see on, oh, the, yes, on yes. the housewives shows mm-hmm. and, uh, and then the, the, the Samoan wives would have on their jerseys with some chucks and some jeans. They would bring food. That's Mexicans in California. Yeah. We just had All the wives to show up like that. We just, we were just like, it's, it's a game. We sitting at a stadium and, yeah. but they were my, I used to just love, you know, kicking it with, um, with them. They were, they, they, they embraced me and my son and they were really good to me and my daughter. Cause my daughter came right after What's up, guys? Special shout out to one of our sponsors. This is Onnit. Onnit is dedicated to bringing peak optimal performance, the highest level of performance you can get out of your body. Onnit is here to give you all the tools you need. So before we keep going, guys, do me a favor. Go to onnit.com, or if you want, it's linked in the description of every single video, or it's linked in the pinned comments on YouTube. So o n n i t dot com forward slash yolo. That's our discount code from the podcast. That's ten percent off of every single thing in the store except the weights. Alpha Brain, Shroom Tech, the whey proteins, whatever you guys want that's 10% off and you're helping support the podcast and you guys already know alpha brain is the first thing I ever tried from on it and it's the main thing that I use so if you've gotten stuff from on it before you know the alpha brain that little black bottle of pills that shit works wonders so guys it is now evolved it's also alpha brain shots all right I'm just gonna say I haven't tried them yet but the packaging and the look is dope so if you're like me uh, I'm not a morning person all right I am not a morning person I wish that I was but alpha brain does help me out it's like the extra boost in the morning. It is the wake-up call. So if any of this has piqued your interest at all, if this is a wake-up call for you to get started, or maybe you just want to see if it works or see if it helps you, go to onnit.com. That's O-N-N-I-T.com forward slash Yola. And that's 10% off of everything I just talked about, like I said, except the weights. So once again, guys, thank you so much for supporting Onnit. Thank you for clicking the links. Thank you for buying stuff. Thank you for supporting the brands that support us. What do you kids do now? So my son is um, a writer director. Oh shit! And my my daughter's a writer. My daughter um, both do really. Yeah, they both are creatives. Cool. They're both really smart people, but they're both very well. Not but but and they're very creative. Nice. What do they do? What like writing for themselves for shows? What do they so do? So my daughter works on uh, works in a writers room for a TV show uh, that's on now, and then my son is. He's a it, he's working on a movie, uh, a horror film, his first horror film. But he he shoots a lot of movies, independent stuff. He's um, you know, he edits for um, he's worked with Tiffany Haddish. He does some stuff with her. He works with um, edited some comedy specials. But his his thing is directing. No shit. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's well. Before I met Marty, that's what he does. He's in the comedy circuit. He does like he explain what you do. I always say it fucked up. Uh, a lot of the tour stuff related with the comics, mm-hmm. targeted advertising, graphics, apparel, working with the agents, the venues, all that kind of stuff. Mm. So basically the manager. Them? Not so much now that the podcast is getting so big. Mm-hmm. I had like probably nine or ten comics I was working with, mm-hmm. and now it's like three or four. But this has really com- become my priority. Oh, nice. That's yeah. good that the podcast, I, I quit my podcast. <laughs> Oh, you stopped doing it? Yeah, it it's was too heavy. No, it was more the content stuff. Like every conversation became like a political or racial conversation. That's fine. Every <laughs> single one. Like I could have somebody come on and talk about grapes and then it would turn into, you know, white people ruin grapes for everybody. And I was like, yeah, they did. And then I, and then we just, and, and it, it was. Um, white grapes come about now. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. But it just got so heavy for me that I was 
I, I couldn't. Um, oh, I get you. I couldn't unwind from it. Every conversation You're on was, edge all the time. It was affecting my comedy because I was like, um, I still have to go out and do comedy, and then I was just so hyper focused on injustice that it just it made me depressed. I started thinking about how the fucked up the world was because all I was watching was videos about injustices and shit will ruin your day. It made me depressed. Yeah. I was in a no legit depression. Like I was just sitting around like thinking, what's it all for? Like all the shit is fucked up. The world is terrible. What am I doing? Why am I here? Like it was and I had to step away from it because I was just like, oh, I don't want to walk around filled with hate. I just don't. I want to walk around being filled with solution like you know like what we gonna do you know how we gonna fix this what we gonna do to make and now you corny for that right so now if you say stuff like that you corny right because well i mean only people saying corny shit are the ones that are gonna get up and do shit anyway facts yeah fuck them i always say the armchair activist kids the kids that are sitting in their house going well you should be marching while they're eating something yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Dude, a lot of people go out because we have a big following and a lot of people go, why aren't you speaking about this? Like, because I don't fucking care. <laughs> like, I truly don't want to get into this. I don't, it's not on my yeah. brain. This, this show is quite the opposite of it what is. you describe your podcast as. We're like, it's the fucking, yeah, we, we very, like I said, uh, politically illiterate. I, I'm I'm be honest with everything. Most people are, yeah. though. Like, the, even when you hear people talk, like, oh my goodness, the whole, what about Benghazi and the emails? It's just it's a, that was Hillary Clinton and, and that was you know the thing about the emails on her server, the personal emails, the scandal in Benghazi or whatever it is. People just hang on to whatever little bit of information and whatever spin they got on that, and they oh, don't. Yeah, they, but they, those are their talking points. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's like I think a lot. Unless you're super educated, I feel like we all are guilty of it in a little bit until we check ourselves and go, shut the fuck up. You don't even know what's going on. That's why I like to say it now. Like, I don't know what's going on. Tell me. But that's great, though. But even the super educated people, like people who go to school forever, they're they're the ones that are just walking around telling everybody that's wrong. You shouldn't do that. I got this information. So it makes people who don't have the benefit of that type of education say, I fucking hate you, you intellectual elitist. You're smug. You're a fucking asshole. And then they're, they're like, you're dumb. You're ignorant. You're stupid. Look at you. You don't have an education. Divided. And that's there's there we go. And then we have this war and none of it is solving anything you know what i'm saying not one because you read all the books in the world if you've never been you could read all the books about struggle in the world but if you've never been in the hood or in a poor place and you've never experienced poverty and you don't know what the reality of it is of people who are have a foot on their necks and they're every day they're trying to figure out the next day what the hell intellectual take can you take on that situation true just the technical term nothing else past that so it's like why why do you think these people want to hear you you got all these tv shows motherfuckers wake up every morning to sit around a table and tell people how to think while they're being driven to their jobs have five thousand dollar handbags walking around with dogs that that they created because they thought they looked cool you know kids go to the best schools got on the nicest clothes telling motherfuckers that make towels for a living how they supposed to this is how you're supposed to see life let me speak for you no wonder there is this war you know people are tired poor people working class people they fucking tired a really good way to put that yeah yeah that was a good way of putting that because i 
for every ounce in me, when I have kids, I want them to be those kids. Like, no, 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 I want to spoil the fucker. Don't be a piece of shit. But because that's what I lacked my whole life, just growing poor Same. as fuck. So it's Same. like, no, 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 I want to be driven to my shit. Because you know what? I never got, I took the bus or walked my whole life because we're fucking broke. And you mm-hmm. got lunch tickets if you got lunch tickets. Like, or you just wait and you need a home type shit. I'm sure yeah. it's the same thing with Marty. Like, there's just, uh, like you said, there, there, it's just so, how the fuck can you say any of this and you never experienced anything? Like you said, you can read everything about Mm-mm. a struggle, but if you've never literally went, fuck, I have no food or money till Friday. Shit. I got to figure it out. That's real. Yeah. Just like people you know? who don't have homes. You know, I, I, I was... Um, I, I was without a home and I, I know I live, I mean, I, there was a period of time that I lived in best Westerns. Right. And. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Uh, younger. No, no, as this, not as a kid. It was when I lived here and people will sit down and have a conversation and an argument about what the proper terminology is to call somebody who doesn't have a home. It's unhoused. We don't say homeless. <laughs> And I'm like, bitch, are you focusing on how to get these motherfuckers in the house? <laughs> not at all. And a place to live. Just not to you be know, offensive. Get, yeah, get some mental health care, get some help, get some help with addiction. We t- I talked about that today earlier. Like, we, we have a conversation. It's so easy to just say, oh, I'm here on behalf of these people. What the hell are you doing to help them other than focusing on terminology? Yeah, words. You ain't going to never change the way people talk. Some people going to always talk the way that they talk. Yeah. I went to school for um, English. I went to Florida State. I was an English major. had all A's and B's in all of my classes in my major. And some days my subject and subjects and verbs don't agree. That's just the way I talk. I'm pretty lazy. I got a hood speak to me that I've had my whole life. You think you gonna change me because you tweet me, bitch? If you don't sit your ass down somewhere, that's why people hate you. Yeah. That's how I feel right now. I love this so much. That's exactly how I feel every day, and people get so mad. I go, then turn your fucking phone off. You yeah. can unfollow my shit right now or keep bitching because yeah. I don't give a shit about any. I love this. Thank you. I like how you always say this. you'd be offended if you understood how much I don't give a fuck. Oh about yeah, that's one of my. That's my go-to. Like, I love that line. So offended if you knew how much I don't give a fuck about. Oh you. my god, I'm gonna have to quote that shit. Please tweet that yeah. so I can retweet it. Oh. It's true though. It's true. It's true. I think that's when, like I said earlier, you don't watch the. You don't know about the riots, like I watched The Office yesterday, and I edited all day. I have no idea what's going on on Earth. I I see Twitter shit. And I know it's an ignorant take, but it's like, can I help? I can't. Why the fuck do I want to stress myself out about this all day? Seeing somebody else get shot in the back. It really fucks it. Video. I know it's just videos. Instagram, you can turn it off. But one little video of seeing somebody get shot while they're handcuffed. It's like. Stay with you forever. I can't stop thinking about it. It's fucking my whole day up. And I know a lot of people like, well, he's dead. You just have to think about it like. I can't help or change it. The way you help, though, is this is, how, this is how you help. You think about, investigate, you research who is who are the local politicians in your town, right? That's the most effective way. We focus so much on the presidential election. But the people in your town, who's the superintendent at the school where your kids go to school? 
What does that person think about Mexicans and black mm. people, right? You can see their track record by the things that they are voting for and the things that they're trying to get implemented in your community. And you don't vote for that person and you get that person the fuck out of there. Th those are the little things that you can do. If you know you go to a business and they don't treat Mexicans well, they don't treat black people well, walk an extra block and go to another store Always. and don't put your dollars. But that's how you help, right? Tweeting, sure, tweeting can be effective. Social media has been effective in doing some things and um, amplifying some things that needed to be amplified, bringing the light. But some people don't, it fucks, it fucks with your psyche. So the best way to help uh, black people in this country is not just by sharing videos, which is trauma porn, to watch black people getting killed all the time or Mexicans getting killed who also get killed by the cops. Latinos get killed by the cops too. Sometimes the way that you show up in the world is by participating in things that help get these motherfuckers out of there. As opposed to thinking that just because you shared a tweet or you threw up a black square on Instagram oh, you. that you did some major shit to help black people in this country. That's not helping black people get equity and justice in this country. It's not helping immigrants not get raped by these officers at the border. It's not helping, you know, kids who are being molested by their teachers at the school because they're not being properly, you know, um, vetted. There's so much stuff you can do locally and you ain't got to tell nobody. You ain't got to tweet about it. You ain't got to Instagram about it. As long as you know what you're doing, who gives a fuck what you're going to get some likes. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, no one gives a fuck. No. And they, oh, everybody cares about their own likes and they only give it to you as a courtesy because they want to get your attention so you can give it back to them. That's what we've gotten to. Perfect. Damn. Couldn't have said it any better. That's exactly what's going on. So, you're the first person that's, out of all the people getting pissed off at me and all this shit, you're the first person to ever explain what you can actually go do and help. Because that is within your own reach. It's not like, oh, I can't talk to the president. No. But I can talk to my local school attendant or my local police chief. or my. That is something that you can actually do. Yeah, you have to see, like, you know, you know who is, who voted to, who helped, um, voted against the sanctuary Cities and who didn't want to help these, you know, undocumented people that came here from Mexico, El Salvador, Honduras, Guatemala, seeking refuge because they didn't want to get killed. They didn't want to get raped because that's happening in these countries because we destabilized their governments and fucked up these people's countries. And then now we want to complain when they come here. But the, the reality of it is, is like you finding out those things will make the world a better place for you to because you don't want a superintendent at a school that is a shitty person, right? So you got rid of that shitty person. They did it in Florida. The people who, you know, were in, someone that was in office during George Zimmerman getting off for killing Trayvon Martin. Wait, he didn't go to jail? No, he didn't go to jail. He got I'm off. I'm so fucking late, man. Oh, my God. I thought that man was in prison. No, that man has been harassing um, yeah. and mocking black people on Twitter and selling pictures yeah. and... You know of no Trayvon. That's 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 the question of the hour. Whoa! All these gangsters talking shit. No one's popped this fucking dude. But then, sorry, I'm not saying go kill the man. I'm sorry. Keep no, going. I mean, but everybody is like in awe of this. But um, they voted that DA out of there. They got that person out of there. That's how you make a change, and that way you don't feel overwhelmed because you feel like you have a sense of accomplishment and you get 
you feel like there's hope because yes. people in our communities need hope. And so I, I'm not going to argue with somebody and tell them that they're shitty. Be, oh, you, what's, why are you not reading the news? You should know what's going on. Most of us don't know what's going on anyway. If you're reading it on the Internet, it probably isn't 100 percent accurate because the powers that be ain't giving us the information that we need. That's how they keep us where we are. They live. It's a perfect example that yeah. the world is they live. Have you ever seen this? Yes. That's absolutely. how I see the world of all times. Like, oh, no, no. And Truman Show, like, you're learning too much. Tip that fucking boat over. Yeah. That's how I feel with everything. That's, yeah. It's like, don't rock the boat, bitch, because they're going to tip it over on you. And that makes you a conspiracy theorist, right? But the, the, yes, the reality exactly. of it is, it's not. It's like, it's real. you know, we get information now because of the internet and there are people who leak information and we have the, the people who, you know, tell um, it's, it's, we got access to things that we shouldn't, but they do tip the boat. Of course they tip the boat. You know sure. what I mean? That, that's the thing. And so the only way to maintain a sense of hope is just to focus on what's around you and what you can control because you're not going to change Donald Trump. You're not going to change Joe Biden. You're not going to change Kamala Harris. They, they playing a whole different game. And they all in the same game. Y'all can fall for that bullshit all y'all want to. A lot of them motherfuckers in the same game. They in the bad game. How do I get, get more my money? Back. There's That's no it. no politician should have a hundred mil. No. That's fucked up. Or be a celebrity, I feel like. That's That's what ruined. Because because for me, I was I wasn't around, but motherfucking Ronald Reagan was a cowboy. And I didn't know that until I was about ten. President of SAG. He was the president of, the of SAG. Acting shit. Yeah. <laughs> He was the president of SAG, the Screen Actors Guild. They picked the right motherfucker to play the the religious politician, man, because he played that part well. Yeah, had his wife telling kids say no to drugs while they was dropping them off in the hood and getting crack all over the, you we, know. Yeah, uh, we just had Rick Ross on here, uh, um, uh, Freeway Ricky, and mm -hmm. he explained that shit mm -hmm. to the T. It's so sad what happened mm -hmm. to that man. He gets played in every fucking, everything he's ever done, he's gotten fucked. And one day he won't, but... When he was talking about the drug and the Nicaragua and the Contra shit, it's mm. sounds like a movie, but it that is. shit they really did, happened. They did a movie about it. I know, but it's because it was so unreal that they had to make a movie about mm -hmm. it. And I feel like, how is that not talked about more now? And people who trust the government now, but in the 80s, they were fucking you over and killing your kids, getting yeah. them hooked on drugs. Yeah. And this is not an anti-government podcast, but I'm not with that. That sounds like shit. I mean, the thing is, it's like be, the thing about this whole anti-government thing is that you're if this is supposed to be America and you're supposed to be able to have these certain unalienable rights, you should be able to question this government, all of it, not just the one, the the side that you don't, you know, whose uh, beliefs don't line up with yours, all of it. You should be questioning your government that's what being a, that's what americans can do that people in other countries cannot do yeah you know what i'm saying that's what's supposed to be being patriotic is not pledging your undying and unquestioning allegiance to america is saying hey i want you to be the best that you can be and this shit right here is questionable and i need to know what's happening here you're supposed to be able to do that that's what being an american is and for some reason, it's been changed. This whole idea about questioning the government being unpatriotic 
is part of the the thing that they trickle down to us so that we can start believing that shit that keeps us ignorant and fucked. While these motherfuckers are rich, they balling. That's what they want, though. It's to keep like, yo, watch some sports. I just took away half your rights and your money. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, we keep reverting back to the movie They Live. It's They Live to keep a distraction while they run the fucking world. That's what it is. I mean, like you said, you can't do anything about it, but start local. If you start local, then you can have a domino effect. If everybody in their community starts doing... If everybody takes over their village and says, this is my village, I'm going to protect it, I'm going to do everything, and everybody who's in this motherfucker has to be part of the pro- the solution and how we're going to... And that starts bleeding, that's how you make a change, and then you get that trash out of there. You're not, you know, you think that because you voted for Biden or you voted for Trump that you made a big difference in the world. Oh, you poor souls that you really believe that shit. It's so funny. Like, these motherfuckers, it's so, you know, I've been all over the world, and even politicians that you think hate each other. Are friends. They do it for you to fight, and then they go have dinner. Yeah, exactly. And then they go hang out with each other. Because they get rich, because war is profitable. It truly is. It very much is. People... uh, Oh, this is going to get so deep, but you can look up who owns these manufacturing companies. And you're going to be pissed when you realize the same people starting these wars are the ones that have stock in these companies. Of course. And I get it. It's a money thing. That's a smart business play, but damn. They don't even get in trouble They anymore. don't even go to jail. Is that even in the news? Because they own the fucking news outlet. They don't even get in trouble. Truman Show. Smoke some weed. Smoke some weed. There we go. Um, so... Before we go, I want to ask you about your special. It's coming out, you said, November 4th yeah. on HBO Max? Yes. HBO Max, November 4th. What's it called? Fighting Words. <laughs> nice. Seems right. Seems perfect. Uh, yeah. So um, how, what special is this? How many have you done? So this is my first uh, hour special. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, it's about 40 something minutes of material. I actually recorded over an hour, but um, some of the stuff was cut uh, because that's the world we live in now. But there's a documentary at the end who was filmed by this award winning documentarian. And I'm very proud of it. That has to do with me visiting my father uh, since I was a little kid. I haven't seen him going to the Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico and um, there's this just a documentary at the end that's like a bonus to the special. Um, but it's called Fighting Words. And, you know, um, it's layered. Uh, there are a lot of things in there that a lot of nuance, a lot of things that I wanted to explore. Some people are going to be mad at me. That's why I called it Fighting Words. But um, you'd be offended if you knew how much I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yes. About what you think about me. Love it. (laughs) That's how I feel. I'm so glad. Those are the best words ever. (laughs) It's so true, though. And it makes you feel like I won today. Fuck you guys. Yeah. It's true. So they made you cut out some stuff? Or Uh, you felt you needed to cut some stuff out? um, I would say that nobody made me do anything. I'm going to be fair. But there were just decisions that were made about, um, you know, some of the terminology, some of the things. I'm imperfect. I don't ever pretend to say to think I don't pretend that I know it all because I don't. And I fuck up and I I'm still learning and I'm going to continue to learn. And I'm always being perfect because I don't know anybody who is. But it's just a lot of pressure on comedians right now. Um, 
And not to say that poor the poor comedians, you know, they're rich and they're struggling. A lot of us are just people and a lot of us are not rich. Most of us are not rich. You know, most of us are not making a lot of money. We, we're not getting paid millions of dollars for our comedy specials. Most of us are not, um, we don't have a union. We don't, a lot of us don't have health care. A lot of us are homeless, living from couch, couch to couch. A lot of us, you know, there are a lot of comedians in the world and most of them are not, you know, Chappelle, Hart, and Rock, and, you know, Louis C.K. and Dane Cook. Most people are just working every day trying to make a living doing what they love to do just like everybody else. And just like any other workforce, some of us don't, are assholes. Some of us don't get it right. Some of us are racist. Some of us are sexist. Some of us ain't shit. And some of us are good people. And so we there, there's this active, you know, policing of what comedians are saying, um, which is fair if it's applied to everything else, because I just it's I, not in comedy. Like, but just it's leave the a, fuck alone. No, but I'm saying you you police comedians, but I'm held to a higher standard than the president of the United States. And that's a problem. That's a great indicator of where we are, because. Donald Trump said, grab him by the pussy and became president. Afterwards. Which, which, still, if he was a comedian and said that, fucking killed. That's fucking funny. Yeah. yeah. But uh, when you're the fucking president, you can't be saying stupid shit like that. You shouldn't even have a phone or a Twitter account. I don't understand. That's a whole nother thing. Yeah. But fuck, dude. When it comes to... I just think that if it's not from a place of straight hatred and you're just trying to make people laugh... It's just fucking laugh at it or don't laugh at it. So you know, there's a there's a there's a place between uh, not being able to say anything and saying uh, whatever you want, right? There are consequences. I live by that because of where I, the community I grew up in, right? There are consequences for what you say, yeah. and I think that people say whatever they want to say. Just know that somebody can punch you in your mouth. You know what I'm For saying? Sure. Exactly. But uh, Cat Williams made a very good point. Some people are really angry because they're not able to say some of the shitty stuff that they that they want to say. Right? There are a lot of people who are lazy. They get they get a laugh at just saying dumb shit that is punching down on people who are defenseless. And that that shit is is low brow is low common denominator. But I believe that a lot of things take care of themselves. I don't I don't agree with a lot of shit that some of these comedians say. I'm not going to jump on a, a board to get them censored. I'm just like, you want to drop the N-word, my G? Go ahead and do that. Somebody going to knock them teeth out your mouth. And that's that's worse than getting uh, canceled on Twitter because now you got to pay. In real life. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. You got to go get these teeth again. There are some people who just want to say whatever they want to say, and it's not funny. It's not funny. The some, people who love it's not funny. Yeah, and the people it. who love them are the people who agree. They hate black people. They hate gay people. They hate trans people. They whatever. But my point is this: is just like it's it's such a broad group of people that. You know, comedians that go to the punchlines and the the improvs and the funny bones throughout the country that are just making a couple of thousand of do dollars a weekend that show up on that assembly line every weekend to entertain people so you can come and de-stress 
that pay the consequences for you being mad at somebody who's making millions of dollars. And that's not cool. You know, I'm always going to fight for the common man and woman and person because most of us don't don't make that, you know, are not wealthy like that. And most of us are imperfect. Plus, comedians are comedians. They usually got trauma. They're damaged. Why are you looking to that person for an evolved point of view? <laughs> you know, what she might have made a dick joke. Now he's making a pol- pol- political joke. Yeah. You can't really use the same guy. Yeah. It's like, what do you think I got to offer you? I'm the bitch standing on a square box, tap dancing for laughs. Something is wrong with me. Why do you think I know it all? I don't. You're not the only comedian that said that. Josh Wolf said the same shit, but you got to be kind of fucked up to go up there and stand up and try to get people to laugh. To be by yourself? Josh Josh is my guy. I love Josh. But it's the truth. It's like you just standing on a stage by yourself. Fifth grade. Sink it. Uh, Oh, you like it? You like it? Fuck yeah, I'll keep going. That's really what it is. The validation for all the stuff you didn't get when you were a little kid. And you want me to know to give you a perspective of someone who's whole, you're a dumbass. Pay attention to comedians. Listen to the stories. Why are they doing what they do? I mean, it, it's just, I don't hate trans people. I don't hate gay people. You know what I mean? I don't hate uh, white people. I don't hate Asians. I don't. I mean, what I what what, what I'm talking about sometimes do I get it right all the time? Maybe not. I grew up in the ghetto of Miami going to a school system where we were sharing books. You Damn. know, I didn't eat lunch every day. I grew up on WIC and food stamps, and some of my teachers gave a fuck. Most of them didn't. Why do you think I got the answers? I got some jokes for you, bitch. You don't like my jokes? Go go laugh at somebody else. Somebody else got your jokes. For every person that doesn't like me, there's somebody who likes Patton Oswalt. We're very different. <laughs> That's amazing because I love Patton Oswalt too. Because I know, like, I know, like, if my certain aunts come over, you know what? I think you're going to like John Mulaney. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I'm going to put on John Mulaney, but all my cousins are here. Yo, you guys want to watch some fucked up shit? You guys want to watch a, a super bad, like, Tosh.0 type shit? Like I said, if you don't like it, you don't have to fucking watch it. Listen, and if you really wanted to be that judicious, focus on the legal system, right? Because if these predators that you hate that are making music, and I'm not supporting anybody or anyone's pedophilia, but if they would go to jail and they were held to the law like they're supposed to, you wouldn't hear this album. You wouldn't even know that they made this comedy special. You wouldn't even know that they are in, the, in this TV show. So we need to really focus on what's important. What's more important is, yeah, if we can't get them this way, we'll get them this way. But we really need to focus on the people who are supposed to be doing what they're supposed to be doing that affect our communities on a daily basis and stop putting so much emphasis on artists and athletes who are usually people that come from these same communities who are just finding their way out. You know what I'm saying? And it just, it, it gets, and I don't give a fuck if you want to cancel me for that. You know what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck anymore. I, I will fight for the, the, I fight for the voiceless. I'll fight for the, the struggling person, my ass off. And then you're going to turn around and shit on me. Fuck it. Then I, I, I won't, I'll just fight for myself. That's how a lot of people feel. That's exactly how I feel. You put it exactly. You put it perfect. It's you can't please everybody. 
Mm-mm. And if somebody's going to get mad, it's like, then don't. It's not for you. Like, what? Like I say, not everybody watches fucking football. Nobody what? gives a shit, but there's enough people to keep it going. When we just moved in the new set, we called it season two. It's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. No, it's, and let me tell you, my brother loves country music. I'm not a big fan. I have never gone to Garth Brooks's page and been like, this shit is trash. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I don't ever do that. Like, I don't like Thai food. (laughs) I don't fuck with Thai restaurants on Twitter and say, you know what? You should die tomorrow because you make Thai food. When did your opinion and your preference become so important that you think you are, you feel so entitled to tell somebody else who doesn't line up with that preference that it's more valuable and that I shouldn't be here because my point of view is different than yours. What the fuck are you talking about? I think they're looking for validation from people that agree. Well, then go do it. You know a- what I'm saying? Like, oh, this guy agreed with me. See, there's 62 people that agreed with me. But ain't now there- they go like, oh, fuck But ain't yeah. there a Patreon? You could do that shit all day long and y'all could circle jerk around each other people and are- leave us the fuck alone. People, you got to remember, I'm sorry, but 90% of people are fucking stupid. 90% of people just listen to what the person next to them told them, even though they don't. The guy works at the gas station. listen to his political views. It's like, yeah, you might be smart, but also you can't even come up. So I can't really listen to your ass. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So um, November 4th. Yes. Fighting, Fighting Words, Words. HBO Max. Is there a time or just? I, I don't. I just think it comes out at midnight. Maybe. Oh, no uh, shit. Yeah. I'm not sure what so the time is. this is your first special. Congratulations. How hour. cool. Thanks. Yeah. Don't tweet me. I won't be on Twitter. I won't be on Instagram. Don't waste your characters because <laughs> I won't. I'm taking, I'm taking everything off my phone as of midnight and oh, no I won't shit. be engaging not for my mental health. I don't, if you don't like it, don't watch the shit, you know, tell, you know, just, but don't, I'm, I'm not engaging people. I'm not participating in that. That's funny. Two days ago, I went, I'm done. I'm just going to block everybody. That's a dick. I'm not going to even respond to people anymore. I just said this shit. Like there's not enough time in the day and I don't give a fuck enough to you. He responds respond. to a thousand comments for every video he drops. Yeah. But that's just because everybody's so not. And, and I love fucking talking to our fans, but when it comes to negative shit, I literally just say like, then don't fucking watch it. Yeah. Get out of here. It's not for you. Yeah, that's well, it. Is that YouTube? I, that's how I feel every Is day. it on YouTube, though? What, this? The comments that you're talking about? Is oh, it- yeah, we do. I mean, I have so many pages. I just, for YouTube and my other channels, I'd like to do the first thousand comments. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it takes four or five hours. But I try to look at it as, like, my daily job. Right, I see. You know, I'm trying to think of it like, you know what? I that mean, fool's going to go to sleep. Like, fuck, yeah, you're responding. It's, it's you know, a mixed bag fans. YouTube sometimes you'll get a comment. You know, somebody put a comment under me one time and they were like, "Ooh, look, I didn't know monkeys could talk." Damn. Mhm. Somebody told Holy me Holy shit. Somebody wished death upon me. Oh, yeah, I get that every day. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, "You know, how miserable do you have to be? I don't like a lot of people. I have never wished I feel death bad upon for those people though." Me too. You have feel to feel bad. something. Like, you got to be miserable as fuck. Yeah, to go something's with you. going on at home, bro. Something's bad with you. Mm-hmm. And that's why I give them the benefit of the doubt. Like, I'm just I'm not going to make it any worse. So just leave your ass alone. Because mm-hmm. sometimes people are fucking mentally unstable. Yeah. And it just takes one person online to shit on them and they go, well, I'm fucking done. That's one thing I always. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get joy out of even, oh, even so when much. I respond, you've reached, I've reached my point yes. because I don't enough to make me go. All right, motherfucker, yeah. chill out. I don't get joy out of, even when people lie on me, I don't defend myself. Cause I'm like, you came out of nowhere to lie on me. I don't know you. I'm not fucking with that. And goes back to what you say. And I think I live by it. 
you can always get punched in your fucking face. It's facts. It's a fair point. It's a fair fucking point. And I always say the people that talk big online have never been knocked out in public. That's what Mike Tyson says. Did, does he? Yeah, he has, I think he has a quote like that. It's like every, everybody's a tough guy until they get punched in the fucking mouth. Oh, yeah. Like like you've never, yeah, you've never been That's knocked out in public because you're talking real fucking reckless right now. I've been punched. <laughs> I've been kicked. I've oh, yeah. lost a fight. You know what I mean? So that's why I respect people because I, I, and I'm not afraid to fight. So I will always respect people because people who actually fight don't go around looking for them because they know that fighting hurts. And it sucks <laughs> and you go to jail and you have to go to court yeah. and you have to do all this shit. Yeah. yeah it's never fun. You could lose a tooth. You know, you got, you could lose an eye, get all scratched up. You can get hepatitis for somebody scratching. Like you, you know, you think about all the stuff because you've been in a fight before yeah. so you're like yeah anytime bums get crazy go Ooh, mm. i don't want that blood on me mm. i'm just gonna let you wave your dick out i'm, I'm leaving <laughs> like that's pretty much that's the last incident that happened to me so, yeah this guy's crazy I'm not, <laughs> his dick's out i'm good you don't know where i've been bob exactly bro that's how i feel like oh get away um sorry to end it on talking about bum dicks but you know <laughs> it's the this is the show so thank you so much thank you for slightly educating me on some shit too because i know i need to expand my brain as outside of work editing our show i we have so much to do mm -hmm. so it's like i know i need to educate myself in some way and i'll just do it through different guests so thank you <laughs> i'm learning piece by piece fans have been asking piece. for that they and have so and, and i know nothing so i listen well, you, i'm just you, sitting around here just talking you about presented it. it well enough for me to get it like all right start locally at least that's the first piece of information everyone's ever given me that's i think that's feasible. The, the easy the healthiest thing to do yeah, easy easy so thank you so much thank you for having me i had a good time november here. 4th hbo max go check it out it's called fighting words Easy guys, there's fucking thumbnails on HBO Max. Just, I just got HBO Max, so I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, yeah, all right, sober episode. I like it. Thanks. Good, good. <laughs> Taking all your apps off your phone Thursday night. Yep. Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, actually. Oh, today's Tuesday. Yeah. Burnt. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time to come. And listen, thank you to your listeners and your viewers for just allowing a different point of view and letting me just be here. Because that's what I want. I, want I appreciate yeah. people that you know. I want to be able to talk to anybody. I don't ever want to get to the point where I only talk to people who think like me. Because that shit is boring. Uh huh. And it's unflattering. I, I like. I invite other people's point of views. You know, I I, I learn from that. Cool. So um. Since your social medias are going to be gone, maybe we can just like link the HBO special. I don't know how that works since it's on the app. You can still link to my social media because I need the followers. Oh, okay. That's so it'll I still be on. Here. Yeah, I'm just not going to be on. Oh, it. I thought you meant you're, you're just like taking no, no, it off no, for no, a while. No, no, no. I'm just not going to be on it. Yeah. Okay. So all social medias will be linked in the description. Thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate it. Guys, thank you so much. This has been another episode of the Dope As Usual podcast. Have a dope ass day. I love that name too. Dope. That was him. That's fire. He yo. came up with that one. I remember. I remember. I was sitting when you texted me. What about dope as usual? Well, my my all my YouTube stuff is called Dope as Yola. That's the name. Um, like uh, where's it at? Oh, right there on the wall. But I mean, just one word flip changed the whole fucking thing. Perfect. Perfect.